1: the final week of the best ball regular season, and we got some sweats, and we got some tilt, and we're hoping to get as many teams as we can into the best ball playoffs. We got players we're excited about. We got injuries we're tilting and trying to figure out what they mean. We are looking ahead to the best ball playoffs and schedules and everything, and we're going to cover all of that here on Spike Week. Tuesday night, Spike Weeks, it goes and figure out who are the players we're most excited about for the best ball playoffs. Who do you look at your advancing teams and want to see on them the most? You guys have some ideas. We have some ideas. We're going to figure that all that out together. Let's do it. Rob, we were talking right before we went live. Uh, you know, we're adults. I don't have the same energy I had when I was uh, uh, 21, and it's been a long day. It also gets dark at about I don't know 2 p.m. <laughs> around here, which yeah. uh, certainly doesn't help my energy levels. But we're running on a, a little bit of fumes. But I also feel like it's a ironic uh, thing to ha- happen today uh, with the subject that we're trying to talk about—the final week of the best ball regular season, my teams are running, are running on fumes. I got players, you know, dead left and right. And, and even if they're not uh, injured, they, a lot of them are, are, they might as well be injured. Uh, but I'm excited. Nonetheless, I found myself going through tons of teams today in uh, our wonderful tool draft IQ on spike week and looking through and, I'm becoming maybe a little more positive. I'm getting older. A lot of people get, you know, more negative. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm a, a weird person. I was more negative, I guess, as a younger person, I'm getting more, more glass half full as I, as I grow older, but I was scrolling through and, you know, despite a lot of um, injuries and a lot of players that I was really heavy on not being great, found myself like starting to really, really get excited at this point in the season because, this is it man like this is what we spent all this time over the over the entire summer for of course not this specific week but we're we're right there you know we are we are ready to rock and roll week 15 16 17 and start to see if we can uh, hit that big you know that big dream that we were drafting for for all summer and I do think that the way that we play here you myself the folks in the chat the the spike week goes, this is when things start to peak. And I, I started to see that a little bit. Like I've been a little discouraged, right? When you draft as much like an idiot Rashad Penny as I did and Damian Harris and Rashad Bateman and uh, the John Dotson and all these guys who are doing nothing, it's easy to get discouraged, but then you start to go through your teams and you're like, Oh, you know, this guy's trending up, this guy's trending up, this guy's trending up. And I feel more positive than I thought maybe I, I would, so I'm really looking forward to. I would be looking forward to it in general, but I'm really, you know, feeling more glass half full about this next month than than I probably thought, honestly. Even just like two days ago.
0: Yeah, and to continue your point about there being more clarity, I had some clarity over the last two days that I just absolutely have to win Best Ball Mania because our mutual friend, my friend Dave. He owns a company where he has, he does manual labor. He needed gutters cleaned for the last two days, and one of his employees left him. And me, trying to be a good friend, offered to help. And so I've been cleaning gutters for two days. I haven't done <laughs> real manual labor in years. And I'm feeling it. I can never do this again. You yep. never do manual labor again. I am hurting. I am, I am old. I am decrepit. I am poor. And he need to not be poor because <laughs> next time this happens, I just need to hire somebody for him. Right? To subcontract this work out. Like, I can't do this anymore. So please, best ball mania. I need to win this thing. Yeah, the, the clarity, looking through teams, there's a lot. I have optimism. It's This is the most fun time of year now. You actually have a sweat with your best ball teams, even if they're not in the playoffs. Imagine this coming Monday night. I don't, I can't think of who it is playing off the top of my head.
1: Dolphins, Titans. There might be, (laughs) I think there's two games. I think there's two Monday night, but I know. Oh, yeah. This is
0: that weird double Monday night. But you're going to be sweating teams that are in first, second, third, fourth place, trying to get them into the playoffs. You're going to be holding on with every last breath. This is what best (laughs) ball is, right? This is us trying to get these teams into these tournaments to take them down, sneak a few teams in, have some Tajay Spears, have some Devon A-Chan teams sneak in, right? And just have a blast with it. I am so excited to actually, I mean, I'll still play DFS, but I almost don't need to, right, for the rest of the year because I have my sweats now. We have our playoff teams. We're playing to win this thing. I can sweat out some of these lineups that I have that I'm excited for. And I, I'm pretty optimistic. We all drafted shit teams, right? Like, all of us have some players. I mean, I, I drafted, what, 137% MVS this year? Again, <laughs> it's working out real well for me, right?
1: It's <laughs> working out, out as well for you as it has been for actually Marquez Valdez-Skintling. Uh, he, he can't uh, even I, get a
0: P.I. I, call when it's, when yeah, it's blatant This PI. poor guy.
1: <laughs> l- listen, he, I, I, let's get this out of the way first. He's not good. No, no one here has ever said he's good. We all no. agree he's bad, right? You don't have to come in the chat or come in the comments if you're watching after the show's uh, done and say like, oh, you idiots didn't think MVS was bad. Like, no, like we know he's bad. like trust- no. no one knows he's bad uh, uh, more than us. But I feel like, if he weren't a millionaire, like I would feel real bad for him. Right. Like if NFL players didn't get paid as much as, as he, especially him, you know, he's got uh, very overpaid relative to how good he is for at his profession. But like, if he weren't, you know, had, not had uh, a, such a successful career monetarily, I would feel bad for this guy. Like he does get open deep once or twice every single game. It's true. He has a skill for one. He's a one trick pony and he does it once or twice every single game for whatever reason, him and Patrick Mahomes are not on the same page. Him and Aaron Rodgers were on the same page. Rogers would drop. Like we look back at MVS from the Packers time and you're like, it was always drops, right? It was never really, I'm not saying never, but generally speaking, Rogers would just drop that thing in the bucket MVS would drop it. We would laugh like, "Oh, haha!" There's MVS, right? MVS and Mahomes are like, if I had a dollar for every time Mahomes underthrew him when he was open on a deep ball, they've gotten some PIs, they've gotten you know some just misses or whatever, and then he he does it to win a game. On a in a prime in a prime time game, and just right off the old uh, uh, stone mittens that he's got, that he's got for hands, and drops it. Then where he's about to finally get, you know, it, he would never get the actual full, you know, vengeance or whatever. No one would give him the credit for the pi like he probably would would deserve. But gets open, burns the defense deep again. Shocker, Mahomes underthrows him again, but he's in good position the most blatant, blatant guy of all time. <laughs> he might as well have gotten like shot yeah. from somebody up in the stands, like just smoked right over the back, even the announcers. Right. And like, even the, uh, whoever the ref, you know, that Monday night football hires, uh, to come in and, and like, generally that guy will try to like, not totally throw the refs under the bus. And he was just like, yeah, I don't know. He he just ran right through his back. <laughs> it's fast interference, you know. And it's like, and they didn't call it. And they didn't call it. And but like, they right before they called the late hit on the homes when he wasn't out of bounds. Just like, just chaos, man. Absolute chaos. A perfect segue into the into you know best ball being total chaos. Like that's the stuff that happens, right? Obviously, we have tons of injuries over the course of the season, but the ball doesn't always bounce your way. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, MVS is such a funny, you know, kind of uh, marker for for how all this stuff plays out, and uh, uh, there are going to be players like MVS, maybe MVS himself, but there are going to be players like MVS that pop up that carry us. Or lose us, right? Uh, Somebody else has MBS or Tyquan Thornton last year, or KJ Hamler from years ago. Those kind of things are going to catch two touchdowns in one of these playoff weeks, and it's going to save some of us and bury some of us. And like, but like that's the fun. Like you said, this is the best time of year, and no matter you know if you draft in volume like we do, you're going to have advance some kind of (laughs) advancing teams, unless you. I mean, it would be very hard to have none. Uh, even if you advance under expectation, like I'm probably going to, uh, you have good. You have some good teams, and like that's all you can ask for, man. You get to this point, and you got a chip in a chair and a shot at a million dollars or three million dollars or whatever, and uh, it's the best. It's the absolute best. It's better than a DFS sweat. It's better than anything. Uh, I, you, you can't make. You you cannot replicate this best ball playoff sweat.
0: You can never replicate it. You can't even replicate it year over year because it's so different every year. What were we talking about yesterday? Injuries to quarterbacks, right? What happened on Monday Night Football? Trevor again, Lawrence.
1: Again, yeah.
0: Have they gotten this guy a cart yet, by the way? What are we doing oh, in Jacksonville? I think I think he's almost
1: to the hospital. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? But So now a lot of these Trevor Lawrence teams that are advancing could be dead. Right. We were talking about dead quarterbacks and pods yesterday and that this exasperates it by having one that got you through most of the regular season, Sands week 14 in the bye week. And now maybe he was carrying your Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins teams. Maybe you went for three quarterbacks with Trevor Lawrence or you're going to go against an opponent that had an Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence team. Right. And it's going to kill teams immediately in this first in this absolute first round, it, it's going to be crazy. So, and that's not going to happen again next year, most likely. Just right. so in case anyone tries to clip this, I think it's <laughs> nine starting quarterbacks right now from teams that are out. We're talking almost 33% of the league at that point, like right? 28, 30% of the league is missing their starting quarterback, which means that 30% of the quarterbacks that were drafted, because who was drafting backups? Hardly anybody, right? Uh, you have to go back to, Just the Trey Lance, folks.
1: (laughs) I think one of my first teams was Trey Lance. Uh, I have big board Trey Lance shares, uh, and so uh, unironically drafted. I I think he's a third stringer, actually. So uh, even worse than I I would rather have. I would rather have the backups than have Trey Lance.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you just don't have them unless you were playing the big board, where I have a lot of Gardner Minshew teams that are – That are advancing in big board stuff, which is a lot of fun because those are a whole different sweat now than the teams that I have in best ball mania. And guess what? They don't they don't conflict really right too much because no one else has Gardner Minshew in best ball mania. Anthony Richardson was already drafted.
1: And you're not worried about it, right? Like, yeah. In Superflex, to your point, having the Gardner Minshew team is a big edge because you drafted him in the last round or second to last round or whatever, and he's really helping helping those teams. Even if somebody draft, like he's not Puka or Kyron or whatever, some late round guy that's a a a smash and like separating from the field. Minshew is like, if I run into Minshew on my pod, like, do I care? in best I man, you know, no, I, I, I don't care. I mean, it's like, congrats to that person that he has a last round quarterback that's low owned, but like minchu's going to need to put up 40 or something like that for it to like matter. And I don't, you know, even then it's like, what does that impact one team of mine?
0: As long as you're alive. Right. So it goes back to that whole thing. As long as you're alive, it doesn't matter to you, but it matters to the person that actually has Minshew because he has that live quarterback. Exactly. So, just a, a bunch of different things in that aspect. Looking through all the different pods, seeing how the advance rate plays out for different tournaments. We talked about different structured tournaments. 3 out of 12 advancing, 4 out of 12, 6 out of 12. What are those contests going to look like? Are we ever going to see some of these contests again? I have a feeling the Mastiff contest, I always go back to it because it was just such a big buy-in. It's it's a part, a big part of my portfolio. And I don't know if they're going to do 6 out of 12 again. There was some backlash on it. So seeing how this tournament plays out and the implications of it going forward for the for the rest of the time that we play best ball mania amongst different sites. It's not like DraftKings or Drafters isn't gonna look at something like the Mastiff tournament and make ideological decisions based on what they saw <laughs> with this tournament, right? They're gonna see the backlash and they're gonna cater their thousand dollar tournament or higher buy-ins to what those players wanted and you're going to see that across the board with different tournaments so just seeing how they play out seeing how people win i'm seeing if i can get some voids on some teams when they don't cash (laughs) and uh some break back or something please i'm I'm begging you i'm poor i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna (laughs) do the do the thing the moment the guy gets injured yeah uh you know like you go to I, i i my disgusting brain enjoys um You know, so like Ramondre went down on Sunday, right? And you just go, and I'm still, it's specifically when it impacts me. I, I, it it makes, it soothes my pain a little bit seeing other people in pain over it. And specifically, it's, it soothes my pain watching people go and beg the sports books for the, for the, for the refunds when I'm like, I just put to use Kia on Ramondre Stevenson in DFS and these guys bet $4 on his rushing yards <laughs> over. And, and and they're like adding D you know, at DK assist, please get me, get me this refund. And I'm like, motherfuckers, like, I don't know what to tell. Like uh, uh, the, th- my Thunderdome team is not getting, it's not getting refunded uh, because I have Ramondre, but uh, I, this is a safe place for your uh, yeah, no, no, no <laughs> refunds. There's definitely no refunds in, uh, in best ball, but this is a safe place for your tilt. This is a safe place for, for all of this. And um, I, I do just generally think one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is uh. and yes, Jay Chang asked, this is a great question. I started to pull up draft IQ and I can start to walk through some things. We can search for some different teams. But I, I, what I'm curious about, and what is the you know title we put uh, on on this this show, this episode of the players that we're most excited about, are some of the guys who you know not not got injured and we want refunds on, but like kind of are like <laughs> the 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 guys that you have reason to be excited for, but that haven't been the stone cold smashes over the course of the entire season. And one that just comes to mind, because of course it happened last night that I'm like completely stunned by, honestly, is Jamar oh, Chase. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and, like when Joe Burrow went down and we have Tyreek in the first round and we have CD and AJ Brown and Christian McCaffrey, specifically those guys, but even right. Justin Jefferson's coming back. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey is maybe not old Travis Kelsey, but he's still he's a tight end. So it's a little definitely bit old Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah <laughs>
1: uh, ironic use, uh, ironic verbiage that I use there. But there's the first round is b- basically outside of like Eckler and I guess Bijan. Uh, everybody looks good. Even like Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs is like the wide receiver eight overall and is averaging like is having a, a good season, but is, is looks like nothing relative t- to, you know, CD and, and Tyreek and stuff. But a guy like Jamar Chase, we just saw last night what he can do in basically one play. Now he had 11 catches. <laughs> so it was like he, but if that wasn't the epitome of, the kind of low owned guy you want in the best ball playoffs. Like, I don't know what is. He's going to get the volume because they're going to, like, Jake Browning <laughs> has no choice but to throw the ball to Jamar Chase a, a lot of times. So we saw at the beginning of the game, they're going to throw him screens, right? They're going to throw him hitches. They're going to throw him just, please God, Jamar, help me, is what Jake Browning is thinking and the offensive coordinator is thinking. But then also, when they get one on one, Jake Browning is not Zach Wilson. He's competent enough to be like I got Jamar Chase over there. Let's let's give him a shot. And if Jamar Chase gets a shot at any moment in time, he can take it 80 yards to the house like he did. And like I just felt like it was such a a a funny like segue into what's coming up with the best ball playoffs of Jamar chase doing that, where he's probably going to be very low owned. He's he he's you certainly don't feel as good about him as you do about Tyreek or, or CMC or CD or whatever, but it's like this dude can go for 35 fantasy points in any given game with anybody at quarterback in any matchup. And that is what we're talking about here, right? Like, would you have said, Yes. Sign me up for Mike Evans and DJ Moore and and whatever in the play in the the finals last year. No. And you would feel the same right now. You would rather have Tyreek than Jamar Chase. But like he is the epitome of of what makes me excited about this point of the season. And so uh, to Jay, Jay Chang's point, we'll pull up some of those. I'll pull up some of those but those are the guys I'm 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 really fascinated to kind of to kind of think through and I know it also is fitting because you're you know you were a big were are a big Jamar Chase guy.
0: I'm still a big Jamar Chase guy and not just Jamar Chase if we're getting Justin Jefferson back as well the the guys that were solidly the first and second picks that are going to have such a low advance rate because who's going to advance the most out of round one and t- out of round one? It's clearly CMC and Tyreek teams, right? And CD. And CD. But CD was like fringe one, kind of like.
1: The thing about CD that I'll, I'll say sorry is he was late first. Sometimes you could possibly get him with AJB. Yeah. Or, or like the pairings with CD. It's not just CD. It is a. I mean, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's amazing. But also the pairings you got with CD were so good, right? You got you have Amon Ra and CD yeah. or you have AJB and CD or something like that. Like even we're if you took Pollard, Pollard even yeah. if you took yeah, like Pollard's not amazing, but I, I'll take a fucking CD Pollard team right now, <laughs> right now. You like the pairings you have with CD versus right, like Tyreek, that middle of the second round is like bad, honestly. Like it's 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 quite bad. So um just a a small little nuance, but I think, I think it's going to be, somebody mentioned this in the, or asked this in the discord earlier. Like, what do you think Tyreek's, you know, like ownership in the uh, advance rate, you know, in your first round pause is Mm going to be. And uh, somebody asked like, Oh, what do you think over under 50%? And I said way under, Uh, but specifically because of that ACMC is going to take away a lot. Um, There's going to be some, right chase jefferson kelsey whatever just because that's how it works they're not going to be zero percent but then like cd and ajb have both been so good and they have such good second round pairings and there's some of them those two together which is like probably the optimal right now right is cd ajb so um it's interesting it's 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 really interesting i i think we've had multiple different years where it was like oh you didn't draft cooper cup Tough shit. Like he's like, you know, like 80% advance rate, Cooper Cup, 80% Mark Andrews or whatever. And I don't th- even as good as like Tyreek's going to like break the receiving record and maybe win freaking MVP. And I don't think his advantage is going to be so crazy that you're like terrified by it.
0: Yeah. And we have Devin in the chat that just was able to pull up Tyreek's advance rate at the moment, which is 37%. You, and I mean, you would think it would be higher just based off of what you you're just know about what Tyreek's been doing. But you just laid laid, blah, laid out all the reasons why it is not at 50% or more, right? Because there were guys in the first round that smashed. And, man, some of those Amon-Ra pairings are beautiful with, with CD and stuff. And shout out to CD because I, I hated taking CD where you had to take him. We talked about this a few times on the offseason. He I think he finally took that step this year in consistency, right, where we got to see him consistently doing what we knew he could do. No one ever said that he couldn't do it. It's much. It's the inverse of MVS, right? We knew what CD could be. We knew what the talent was. We knew that's why he was always. I mean, he was one of those guys that just didn't budge. There was a four pick window where you were getting CD. It was between pick 10 and pick uh, pick 14 for the most part the entire year.
1: Yeah. And I don't know, know if I ever saw him fall, you know, like I, I saw Devante fall, you know, you would see Pollard fall. I, I never saw CD fall. He like yeah. said he was really, really in a tight little window there.
0: But you never saw him rise either. It was the other thing. So yeah. it's, it was this, it was this little window where you were taking CD lamb and I know someone in the chat or the comments is going to say, I saw CD lamb get drafted at five or I saw him get drafted at 17. Great. Awesome. For the most part, people that drafted over 500 teams didn't see it happen often. And he finally justified his price tag for once. He had those explosion games every year. It was never consistent. We're kind of finding out that Kellen Moore might be a dud and Mike McCarthy might be a little smarter (laughs) than we gave him credit for. (laughs) Kind of knows how to run through his best skill players. So it's nice to see it. I don't, I mean, can it continue? I don't know. We'll see. We'll do, I'll let you know if I wanted to, depending on my Lamb advance rate. Exactly. <laughs> Coming in a week. But, you know, shout out to him for actually doing it.
1: Yeah. Um, the Cowboys are a fascinating one that, that will, I don't want to dive all the way into it right now um, because it's a little more of a post mortem than a uh, players were most excited for. That being said, if you have Cowboys, like even Pollard, if you have cowboys if you have Dak cd if you have jake ferguson if you have brandy cooks not so much michael Gallup because he's losing his job um but if you have cowboys on your teams like you said um you have to be excited and I, i'm not uh i'm not giving uh to as much credit as rob is to uh mike mccarthy Uh, Rob had to step away for just, uh, uh, two seconds, but I'm not giving as much credit to, um, um, Mike, Mike McCarthy baby as, as, as Rob is, but what I will give credit uh, to Mike McCarthy over is the fact that he's kind of just get handing the keys over to Dak and they're, they're, they're letting Dak run this offense, right? Everything is flowing through Dak in the passing game, which is tilting all of our Tony Pollard teams. Um, and certainly not allowing Tony Pollard to to hit the ceiling like maybe we all thought once Zeke was gone. But, man, he's playing it through Dak, CD, and to a lesser extent the other guys in the passing game. And that just is creating an absolute stone-cold smash for these guys from a best ball perspective. Um, I'll actually start there to uh, Jay Chang's point about some teams that you're most excited about. And uh, so I'll pull up my draft IQ. And right now I'm just looking at underdog. Uh, so let me zoom in just a just a, just a little. Zoom in just a just a little bit there. Um, and let's look at let's look at Dak Prescott because I think he's one guy that you should be excited for. Uh, to the point that uh Rob has made about the quarterbacks, like there's so many dead quarterbacks, and Dak is like kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, you, you didn't pay the quite the same cheap price as you paid for um Purdy Howell and Stroud. But there really wasn't a lot of opportunity cost at Dax price either, like Pacheco maybe, something like that. No, nothing super duper crazy. and i I feel pretty good about any DAC team, and it also probably has right some uh of his stacking partner. So to look at my DAC teams, at least look at some of my best Dax teams, hilariously my. My highest scoring uh, DAC team on underdog is a Josh Allen DAC team with Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard, Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Algier, Gus Edwards, and CEH are the only running backs. So that's that's a doozy. But there is the aforementioned Jamar Chase. No CD. I imagine Jake Ferguson's on here. Yeah. So Jake Ferguson. Bizarre team, right? But these are the kind of funky teams. That I don't want to say I like, I these are the ones I for sure want to get through because I would like a little, right? I would like a little less thin running back room. Uh, Pollard, Eli Mitchell, Algier, Gus, CEH is it's going to be tough. It probably needs an injury, you know, to really, really produce, but still, that's how you can end up navigating your way through this with a low owned team that does smash, right? Gus, Gus and Pollard can like, I don't know, maybe advance me around. And then you just are like, who knows? Maybe CMC is out for week 17. Maybe Bijan is out for week 17. Maybe Pacheco is out for week 17. And the next thing you know, you get this low owned running back that is there that gives you a chance to have like a stone cold smash at super low ownership, right? We're looking through uh, some DAC, some of my DAC teams. So I, I have, I, so I drafted a total of 300. And I think this is uh, I freak. I I only have 149 BBM teams. Apparently my last BBM team, I didn't want to upload it. It must be bad or something uh, that I I didn't upload my 150th BBM team, but I think I have three fifty two a total underdog teams. And so 26 DAC teams, which honestly, it's more than I thought I thought it was <laughs> I, I was terrified I, I didn't to be totally honest I did not know how many DAC teams I had before we punched this in uh to, to kind of start with Jay Chang's question about teams you're most excited about but I thought DAC was a good one we talked a lot about the quarterbacks with quarterback injuries with the weird like almost barbellish approach it's not even barbell it's like a I I don't even know how to describe the. It's just tripod, really, is what it is with the quarterbacks. Where you have the elites. We talked about this last night. You have the elites that you're like, okay, I feel good about having right, hurts, Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, whatever on a team, and then there's just Dak and Tua in the whatever eighth round, and then there's the punt guys in Stroud, Howell, and Purdy that you want, and I I think Dak is almost like a little bit of the best of both both worlds. where Tua might be dragged a little, and maybe I'm totally misreading this because CD will drag some, some Dak, and Dak's going to drag himself, of course, to a decent advance rate. But like, he's just this best of both worlds where you don't have to have CD. You don't like, you could have Ferguson, you could have Brandon Cooks, you could stack him with Pollard. You have, there's a little bit of different outs, whereas Tua, it's like, You got two guys and really one Waddle is not even on the same stratosphere as uh, as Tyreek is. So I thought Dak was a really interesting one. And uh, my advance rate with Dak is uh, unsurprisingly pretty, pretty good. And they have a pretty good week 17 game. Uh, So I I was just about to move on to
0: team number two, where this looks fun. Of course, it has What what a quick inverse of that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I only have four Dak Prescott teams in best ball mania. Which isn't—it sounds shocking, but when you think of the way I drafted, it's not that crazy. No, Uh, none of them are advancing. None. None of my DAC teams are advancing in Best Ball Mania. So, well, you're just you're just a bad drafter. uh, That's what they say. That's what they say about me. I have fourteen total DAC teams on underdog with a thirty-five percent advance rate.
1: Have you seen my advance rate? My I'm a terrible I'm a terrible drafter. Fun Uh, fact: I won't I won't. uh, I won't out this person because I had a really really good conversation with the one of our biggest uh, one of the huge grinder huge best ball grinder in our in our Discord. I love chatting with this uh, with this person partially because we disagree a lot and I like the people that I disagree with but like I respect their opinion. Kind of I, honestly, that's how you and I like get along so well is. We, we, we agree like on macro principles, but disagree on so many like little micro things that it ends up creating a good discussion. And it helps me, helps me like my, you know, the wheels start, uh, start spinning when you have conversations with people that you disagree with. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, um chatted with this person and we disagree on like tons of player takes and, and tons of all this different stuff. And we disagreed this morning actually in the spike week discord. And, uh, but then we were, we kind of took it to the, to the DMS to further the conversation. And uh, this person literally, despite the fact that we were disagreeing all morning was like you, I think you crushed it. Like your draft pro like you drafted awesome this summer or whatever. And I was like, well, Hey, of course, thank you. I appreciate that. But B it's, it's funny to see, smart people see like you have a you know didn't draft much DAC which seems bad and even your DAC teams are not advancing but that doesn't mean you drafted poorly and like that balance is a really hard thing to wrap your head around right it's like dak is one of the best picks and then how, even when you drafted him how did you screw it up you know what i mean like you must be bad right it's like kind right. of the thing like like I, like I said i have a uh not a great advance rate i mean look at this this screen even my Josh Allen Dak teams terrible. There's J.K. Dobbins all, over, all you know all over these all over these teams. Evan Hall is on these teams uh, somehow. Quentin Johnston, who I didn't even like, is on is on these teams right. Irv Smith, and and yet um, I think the long game is like kind of uh, what we're about here, and it's it's just funny to get to this point and start to see it come to a little bit of fruition. Uh, Whether that's getting DAC teams through or not getting DAC teams through is kind of irrelevant, but uh, I feel pretty good about that. And I just wanted to kind of highlight like this, like these are the kind of fun teams, right? I didn't draft a ton of Dak, but you're like, all right, is Jameer Gibbs going to be a high advance rate player? And did I even draft him that much? No, Mm. but I want Gibbs on like DAC. I believe this is a CD team. Yeah. So here, Perfect example of what we were talking about before, right? AJ Brown CD at the nice. one-two turn. Got Dak, got a little Gibbs, little Gibbs bring back, got George Kittle, stacked with Purdy, mm. got Taysom, nice. right? Who who looks pretty fun. And I believe, yeah, J on here, one of my guys. Freaking B Rob. I hope his hamstrings okay, but uh that there, there's it's not like perfect. Right, because you would rather Evan Hull is like Kyron or something like that, but there's juice, and that's all you can ask for. You know what I mean? Is just give me an out, like give me that out to to it totally smashing. We would have thought last year at this point, like, oh, you don't have Josh Jacobs, you're screwed, and jo- Josh Jacobs was useless. You wanted way so many other players besides the guys who were the absolute smashes.
0: Yeah, and one thing I just want to add to what you were talking about. From the discord earlier i don't want to go into a gigantic conversation about it but you know we had somebody that was upset that we're talking about things we got wrong and if you are looking for content from people that are just talking about what they got right there's plenty of it out there and what do i always go back to poker right when i play poker i don't just analyze the hands that i lost right I analyze the hands that I want as well, because just because you did something right or sorry, just because you had a successful, you know, outcome doesn't mean you did it right. Or just because something didn't work out doesn't mean you did it wrong. You need to analyze everything. You need to analyze what you're doing right. What worked out? Was it the right play? You need to look at this from every single angle or you're not going to get better. So if you're just looking for people or if you're just looking for yourself to see what you did right and not what you did wrong and, you know, your process and all that, you shouldn't be playing best ball. You shouldn't be playing anything because you're not looking to get better. You're looking to just go buy a scratch ticket, right? Which I do sometimes. I buy a scratch ticket. I want want to win, (laughs) right? But that's what you're doing. You're just saying that I want want to be right. You are – I want to be right person. And I think that if – For me, I like to listen to the guys that are open, honest, and I present with what what I would want to hear, which is what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Both ways. Did I feel good about it? Did I feel bad about it? What am I going to do next year is always what's in my head. How am I going to adjust what I did wrong for next year? How am I going to adjust what I did right for next year? So I think you can see that with the DAC thing, right? I don't think my process was wrong because of the way I was drafting. I think because I was so heavy on elite quarterback, Dak Prescott in general was a bad pick to pair with my elite quarterbacks because right. of the draft capital I was giving up. Never meant that Dak Pat Prescott was a bad pick. Never meant that at all. It meant for my structure, he was a bad pick. Mm-hmm. And I stand by it. Right, I stand by that. The right picks in the most, for the most part were to take the – Sam Howells of the world, the Desmond Ritters, the whoever's in the back end of the draft to pair with that quarterback. And I'm still going to be looking at that a little bit more as we go forward. And I think doing some double elite stuff here and there still makes sense too, but trying to pair him with some of those guys in the middle of the rounds, I just don't think it works out as well as you think. Cause I think if we look at some of the stats, A lot of the elite quarterbacks drafters are still doing that. So you're not getting any sort of an edge, right? Right. Your edge with your elite quarterback should be uniqueness in terms of holding off for a late round uh, boom player, or the other way to get unique is to do double elite QB, which I'm not sold on. I want to look at some of my advantage rate stuff on that from the off season. Yeah. So that's my little rant on that after I saw that today.
1: No, I totally agree. I think, um, and we'll get to some of these specific players uh i don't know how to say your name Car- carusone that's a great question that we will hit in just a second but i think yeah yeah oh it's specifically uh and i posted in the discord too there's a uh one uh, one individual that, that posted several comments hey thank you for commenting like four times on our uh video from last night that's you know if anybody wants to comment a million times uh go for it uh, you can be in as negative as you want uh, uh if you keep commenting but um point being that you know it was it was a lot of oh you know these guys are talking about their process these guys were wrong about adam thielen these guys were wrong about this and it was funny because it was viewed as a negative and i actually kind of viewed it as a positive uh, to your right. exact point where we are Um, trying to do like what Devin says. He says, there's a level of humility um, and both of you can admit that best ball is crazy and unpredictable, but good process helps our portfolio as a whole. And that's, that's really all that we're trying to do is figure out whether we went, you know, whether we took everything in and made the best decisions possible that we could based on our, our beliefs, you know, so, we are, we are a human computer and there's all these inputs, right? There's all, this, there's all this data coming in. There's all this information coming in. Some of it is you know, real hard data. Some of it is, is uh, uh, just opinions from other people that we respect or whatever. And we're processing all this. And then it spits out into these teams that we draft. And did, did we take it all in and like weight it all accurately? And that doesn't mean just in how it played out. Like you could have played your best best ball summer drafted the best teams that you absolutely possibly could. You could have the most plus EV you drafted 150 teams into best ball mania. You could have the the most plus EV 150 teams mathematically in the whole tournament and bring back $0. That is, that's not only possible, but not that unrealistic. Like it really isn't that unrealistic because the game is so crazy and so everything that we come from is that is that the working assumption is that this game is fucking chaos, dude. And how and how, how can you, chaos. how can you, how can you make it this far into the season and not accept that it's chaos? Like, I, like you said, we just had another freaking quarterback go down and another wide receiver go down the, half the Jag starting p- players on both sides of the ball got hurt last night. Like we were watching, we were watching a glorified CFL game by the end last night. It's like, there's so much anarchy that the whole point is to try to figure out like, did we make the best decisions possible? And like, do you feel comfortable with the decisions that you made, even if it loses? And like, that's all I'm trying to do. And you're it's never a hundred percent. You never look back and say, Yeah, I did everything I did was perfect. But also you can look back and say the things that I that look like total whiffs may not have actually been that bad. And the mm. things that look like huge hits actually could could have been not that good. And so we're always trying to weigh that stuff and um, always trying to be humble and, and show humility to to uh, uh, that point. But to just to pivot, um, I do want to start to talk about some of the players we are most excited for. I, I have Jamar. one. Jamar, Jamar Chase, you know, That's Dak. I want,
0: I want to talk like, about Jamar Chase real quick. All right, go ahead. Because while we were having this discussion, I actually pulled up my Jamar Chase Best Ball Mania advance rate, like expecting to just see it absolutely dusted, right? Like just pure, maybe not have any Jamar Chase teams advancing. And I'm I'm going to be very curious about yours since we had different draft philosophies, but I had 13 total lineups of Jamar Chase in best ball mania. My advance rate right now is 23% with uh, 38% within 20 points of advancing. And all my advancing teams look like they are the elite quarterback variety, right? Like where I have uh, Hertz, Mahomes, Hertz, and shockingly, I think the other one is not elite quarterback. It is a Joe Burrow and Jordan Love team. So, nope, sorry, that one's not advancing. I lied to you. But the rest are all elite quarterbacks. So I thought it was just kind of, if I'm getting a 26% advance or 23% advance rate with Jamar Chase, sorry, which is... I Means I might just only have one more Jamar Chase team than the field on average, but I'll take it. I'll take that extra Jamar Chase team and Best Ball Mania. What is uh, what is uh, yours?
1: Pull- I am I am pulling it up right now. Okay, so first of all, uh, only Best only Best Ball Mania, because uh, yeah, uh, we can't see the advance rates for the other the other tournaments in, in Draft IQ. How many? Oh, uh, uh, so I'll tell you, I have twenty one out of one hundred and fifty. Jamar Chase team. Yeah, it
0: must be nice. What? Well, before the <laughs> <Yes>. season? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I was just about to say four months ago. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, right now, it doesn't feel so good. Uh, that being said, what do you think the advance rate is uh, to, to to your your seventeen percent?
0: I'm going to give you seventeen percent because you drafted smart around him. Twenty three point eight.
1: So Jamar Chase. Wow. <laughs> is Jamar Chase is. Uh, one of the I don't want to say worst because he's definitely not one of the worst first round picks. That's like Eckler, Bijan, Kelsey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's obviously not Tyreek, Hill or CMC, or, or CD CB, or whatever. And my advance rate is thirteen percent, I think, in BBM overall, like total, like uh, collectively. And so, I, like, I'm advancing way more Jamar hates teams than expectation, and I'm overweight Tyreek. <laughs> so, like that, t- it shows you. Uh, like you said, that it's judging advance rates, like from an individual player perspective, this is a great example of like, we're going to do this, right? Oh my God. I cannot, I, there's nothing I love more than uh, the week of advance rate time when everybody posts all their uh, advance (laughs) rates. And, and when we get to see like, so this player, right. Uh, What was it that, uh, uh, was it Tyreek has a 35% advance rate? it's like, that's 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 very informative. But like I have a 24% my advance rate is shit overall in this tournament, and I have a 24% advance rate with Jamar Chase. Does that tell you anything about anything? No, not not really. No. No, and but so,
0: but look at this look at this correlation between my advanced Jamar Chase teams and yours. It's all elite quarterback builds.
1: Lamar, Allen, Dak, yeah, Howells Elite. Obviously. Lamar, yeah.
0: Uh to, to, <laughs> No, but it, it, it's Lamar. It's Josh Allen for you. Hertz, um, Hertz is your other one.
1: Fields got a burrow, burrow. Those are behind. Fields. Fields is back. yeah. But like up, but it's up. But, here, but the right? ones that it's... are
0: advancing are are these are all elite quarterback teams. So I yep. wonder. if – I mean, I know this could just be like a you know an outlier or something. But the fact that Jamar Chase is probably in a low advance rate guy, but we're above expectation because of our elite quarterbacks with him. I wonder if that's something to look at in the future for those type of players. I don't know what we can gain from it. I'm just kind of spitballing here and just for seeing sure. it. And that's just to me the the common tie between every single team. It's all hurts, Mahomes, uh, Allen, and Lamar.
1: So, um, just. I'm I'm definitely going to be totally pivoting the conversation but uh um, sure, the fine. question the question was about uh, teams you're most excited for and someone I saw somebody in the chat mentioned Jared Goff and I happened to stumble on a I did not draft very much Jared Goff to to be totally clear but earlier today I happened to stumble upon actually don't I don't remember it may not have been in BBM so I have to double check here's that stupid Josh Jacobs team which that I was telling you about yesterday that uh is pretty good but uh of course has Josh Jacobs on it. So how good can it be? But um, let me go to all tournaments just super duper quickly and then go to golf because I was pretty excited. Um, This is what it's like to be in the, in the content space when uh, yeah, I think it's this puppy. Yeah. This puppy two team when we spend all summer, right. Strategizing around this best ball stuff, trying to outthink our opponents And quite frankly, uh, a lot of people just draft the same bullshit structures over and over. And, you know, I'm going to draft two or three quarterbacks and two or three tight ends and, you know, six or seven (laughs) running backs and wide receivers. And they do the same stuff and spit out rankings and whatever. And I wrote a piece, uh, I don't know, July or something like that. When I I stumbled upon a a strategy that I thought was pretty interesting that I called the triple option. Um, Mm -hmm. Meaning you, you, you stack your three, you're gonna take three quarterbacks and you're gonna th- take three tight ends, but you're gonna stack them together and you're gonna do it with late-ish round tight ends. And uh a team that I'm advancing, it's of course in the puppy two, which is which is fine. You know, I would prefer it was in Best Ball Mania, but nonetheless, it's in Puppy Two, which is which is totally fine. And I deployed the aforementioned uh, a triple option, and so to uh, the question that was like, "Oh, uh, Jared Goff," somebody said Jared Goff is underrated, and somebody else, you know, was asking about the teams you're most excited for. Well, I got the, the double whammy that was a triple option, Jared Goff team that is Goff, Kyler, and Sam Howell, and like I said, I'm going to scroll down to the tight ends because that's really where the uh, the triple option comes into play. Where it just hit the a uh, freaking smash of Kyler, so so, but. Goff, Kyler, Howell feels pretty good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then Laporta with McBride and Logan Thomas nice. is, is pretty nice at at tight end. I think everybody's healthy on this team. Uh, I'm going to start with the oh, wide receivers. Yeah, this
0: team is sick.
1: Got, got CD. You know, Garrett Wilson is not awesome. But Debo, Keenan. Yeah. I mean, CD, Debo, Keenan. It, it, I'll take Garrett Wilson as the, the fourth best wide receiver on the team. Yeah. yeah. Dots, same thing with Dotson. Right, same thing with Bateman, and then Michael Wilson come is going to you know be coming back for Arizona, and I don't like Needham because it's already this team's already advanced, yeah. um, and then so it the triple option part of the problems with the triple option is you you can sometimes be a little bit thin at either running back or wide receiver. It's a tight needle to thread to get there, and this team did it with Mixon, David Montgomery, H. N. Antonio Gibson and Jalen Warren as the five wide receivers. Like this is a very unorthodox team, right? Most people would never draft this way, but that's why I'm like, these are the kinds of teams I'm looking for. Not necessarily just triple option, but like these are the kinds of teams I'm looking for where like I did something a little unorthodox, not like this isn't stupid, crazy, Like, I didn't do both solo quarterback and solo, you know, I have a a weekly winners that's solo Howell, solo Cole Turner. Like, that's ridiculous. I just clearly got bored. But, like, this team is not crazy, but a little unorthodox, and just so happened to hit on a good combination of players. It's not like I, like, I didn't like Goff that much. I like Laporta, but, like, no one on this team was, like, a besides Howell, was, like, a huge linchpin of my draft you know, of my draft season, but you just happened to hit on it all right now. Brian Robinson's hurt. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. the Bengals are hanging in there. So maybe Mixon is okay. Right. Warren has popped off. CD has popped off. Like it's just when you deploy something like this strategy and then the pieces kind of all fall together, it's just like inherent leverage and it creates a path to winning this tournament it's easy to go through your teams and just be like, do I have the right, do I have some good players on it? That's of course part of it. But this one is like a a, a fun combination of all the stuff that we spend all our time on over the summer. And so um, to the question about which teams are you most excited for this one popped to my mind.
0: Yeah. And that's when you're drafting the way that you're talking about to your point, this is exactly what you are looking for. This is the type of team that you are trying to get through Because it's probably going to be relatively unique, and um, for every team that you drafted that's dusted, this fills it in ten tenfold, right? That's just kind of what you want. I'll show one of mine, because it's kind of one of the things that I've been talking about. I think that this one is relatively fun. It's a little different. So this is a double elite QB team. Where I do, unfortunately, have Brian Robinson, but we'll go, we'll start with quarterback. He's not, I, I was being I a little know. dramatic. We don't, he could be,
1: we, total, he and they, be fine. They have a bye week, but I just, hamstring injuries scare the love shit him. out of me. Yeah,
0: But we have Mahomes and Josh Allen. So double elite QB, like double elite big boy. QB, love your right? quarterbacks. Love <laughs> yeah, your quarterbacks. They're pretty good. <laughs> Running back, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, who, you know, if he comes back, we're hoping so. Brian Robinson. But it's well, advancing
1: I... already, right? Like this team's oh, already yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah through. It's up by so 31 right now. Who so. cares?
1: So, assuming it's fine this week, who cares if he, if him and you know, B Rob's out obviously on bye, but right. if Walker misses, doesn't matter. You just need him next week.
0: But we still have Mostert, we have Kyron Williams. This was a, oh my god. Team. And then we look at the wide receivers we have Cooper Cup, we have Gabe Davis for the stack, we have Cortland Sutton, who was a kind of a linchpin in my drafts at 22 percent we have Rashad Bateman we hit on Rasheed Rice we have MBS because of course we do and (laughs) Isaiah Hodgins which is you know whatever like it was just smashing a Giants wide receiver late but we have Dalton Kincaid Irv Smith RIP even though he's not dead and Taysom Hill so yeah we have some duds on this team but how many people are going to be coming into this tournament with the Mahomes Josh Allen but not even just the Mahomes Josh Allen with Cooper Cup in tow, right. right? What like what is this lineup? But it's still and, stacked. Brees, Ken Walker
1: is not. You know, I I don't think Brees is going to be like, and Ken Walker going to be super duper low owned. But they're they're not going to be like crazy popular. And then like you said, you compare or you you pair them with the elite quarterbacks and with Cooper Cup, like it's like a compounding effect of of uniqueness.
0: Yeah, and and it's just going to be a fun team to watch and it could be, it could get dusted the first week, right? Like that team could, could come out, get dusted immediately, or I could get to the next week and I'm sitting there with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen stacks, by the way, because I have Dalton Kincaid, Gabe Davis. I also have Rasheed Rice going with Mahomes. I don't theoretically have a bring back for either because Earth's missed the bring back for Mahomes. (laughs) But I think that's okay too. I think we're starting it's to fine. learn that some some teams. I mean, do you really want a Patriots bring back for your Buffalo stuff no. now? Now that Romandre's <laughs> down. No. Right? You don't you don't really want it. So I, I think it's fine. I still think you want to do it in general, but I don't think it needs to always be a necessity. And we talked about that over the offseason, anyways. So I think that's one of the fun ones for people to uh see. And as you can see, I have another one right to the right with Hertz and Burrow. That would have been fun as well. That's advancing. But, you know, that's that's the stuff I'm looking for, these outlier teams on these certain builds that we are building to see what they're doing. If I look at my double elite QB stuff and it's not advancing well or it's not putting me in a position to win more so than anything, then I won't do it next year. But I think it's when you see the one with Cooper Cup, it feels like a fun tournament team to have because I just, I don't think anyone else is going to have it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cooper cup. We, you notice we didn't mention Cooper cup when we talked about all the, like all the first round guys, we said basically every other name that was drafted in the first round and we never brought up Cooper cup. And I mean, it's for good reason because he, um, he was good to start the season. then of course, has been injured and hasn't been as good since he's come back from injury. But that doesn't mean, A, the Rams are still winning. Uh, so they're going to keep playing. And that doesn't mean he can't get healthy. And that's the kind of guy that that you want. Um, uh, just a couple of quick things I want to hit from the chat. Chuby says, two of my best teams. Good question. Two of my best teams are Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson stacks. Um, I don't know if you have cousins on there or just so happen to have those two without the quarterback, which is awesome. Uh, can the pastor not, which is what an awesome uh, nickname, uh, by the way, for Josh Dobbs, get the job done. A, I didn't realize today that they were considering starting Nick Mullins this yeah, week, I and I, I've been very pro-Vikings uh, over the course of, really, this whole season. Uh, they've impressed me the, the way – that uh, they operate the organization has been really impressive. If they bench Josh Jobs, I take back every good thing I've said about uh the Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings to that, but to this, to this point, can Dobbs get the job done for those two? Yes. Yes, yes, he can. Uh, I, I would feel good about having those those two. A, they're really good football players and they're alive, which is like <laughs> like the like uh, almost all that matters. It's not all that matters, but it's almost all that matters at this point of the season. But Josh Dobbs is be, like, dude, I, I feel hopeful for my Brees Hall teams. And they just cut their starting quarterback. <laughs> like, like, they just cut Tim Boyle there. I don't even know what the Jets are doing at quarterback. And I still feel hopeful for Brees Hall teams. So you should definitely feel hopeful for Justin Jefferson and, and uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson teams.
0: You shouldn't have to cut a guy that shouldn't have been in the league in the first place. I don't that mean to true. sound disrespectful, but dude, he that, is there anyone that was less deserving to be in the NFL than Tim Boyle? he was there because just,
1: uh hack Hackett hack it and, and rogers
0: yeah i mean it's it's disgraceful that he was even in in camp in, on a team on a roster come on what are we doing here
1: absolutely pathetic um as we start start to close i'm going to do that uh which means we'll be here for about another hour and a half no we cannot uh, I, am, I know I'm, I'm kidding
0: five minutes
1: <laughs> i know i'm kidding uh but in the final five minutes i want to hear who are right now heading into the last week of the regular season? Are you like when you go to draft IQ and you start to search for teams, like what's the, what are the names you're punching in? We don't have to like dialogue on them that much, but you're like, so like last night I'm like, Ooh, Chase Brown, like, mm, like maybe Chase Brown could be something in the playoffs. Cause he's obviously been nothing all season, but if he pops off, in the fantasy playoffs, chase Brown was a guy that was interesting to me. We we've joked about Parker. Watts. you know, Christian Kirk goes down with a, uh, uh ruptured testicles or whatever the hell happened to him. Uh, uh, last, what did they say? Testicular torsion or something like that. Uh, oh, was a, yeah, it sounds, that. yeah, it sounds, don't look that up on x video yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, i'm on to am on a work laptop i'm gonna get fired from better collective if i if i look up christian kirk's injury but um uh parker washington uh zay jones christian uh calvin ridley chase brown were from last night but mm-hmm. uh, ty J is the guy that keeps popping up to me i don't I don't know if to, you know Derrick Henry could play this week. For all that I know, but like the moment Derrick Henry went down, and I think about Derrick Henry missing time in the fantasy playoffs, I want Tajay teams. So he's the he's like the big name that's at the top of my mind. But is there anybody at the top of yours?
0: Yeah, I would say. I mean, based off that notion and going back to Sunday, I just put him in in the hopper to see what I had with him was Nico Collins. I mean, he was already crushing. We have Tank Dell down nico's going to already be one of those guys that could get you through and he could just become an absolute monster what happened when tank down went out of the game this past sunday good point nico had what 137 catches for (laughs) 3,000 yards and 14 touchdowns i don't know it was it was insane so and people are going to be like yeah but the offense is slowing down because dalton schultz isn't there he wasn't there sunday I mean, they're still rolling out. They're going to bring Noah Brown back. Nico is going to become even more of a focal point than he already was. If he can even become more of a focal point than he was, he's the number one in the offense now. It's not close. Dalton Schultz is two. You're going to have some Noah Brown stuff. Robert Woods is, you know, looking at the retirement papers as he passes his locker every day. So the Nico Collins stuff, and I didn't have enough Nico. And it was a guy that I didn't even hate. So I think Nico not to get into a long discussion, but when we were talking about the Tyler Boyd comfort food, right? Nico was circling in that area. Second year player with a new quarterback that, you know, we've talked about the rookie quarterback thing, but they could have made him a focal point of the offense. Why wouldn't he be the number one? Do you want Tyler Boyd, Bengals wide receiver three, or do you want Houston Texans, potential and i know it was tank dell but potential wide receiver one nico collins going yep. forward are these the edges that we need to make sure we're taking and i'm sure some of you did i clearly didn't hit it enough i only have seven nico collins teams in best ball mania but the advance rate is 56 right now
1: yep i agree um i should have drafted more i i drafted nico but it, it was nico was a funny one where i felt like i was being lazy when i took him I felt like I was just like, yeah, this feels like a a slam dunk in the tenth or eleventh round, right? The Texans air quotes wide receiver one um with a quarterback upgrade, blah, 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 blah. And I, I just I I didn't do it enough. I don't I I actually feel like that was it's easy to say now because he's having a great season. Um, but one I'm gonna think about some more as we get to the offseason of whether or not that I think that that was uh, just an oversight or or what but I, I don't have enough i have i have my fair share of nico i'm not like right you know i don't have two percent or anything but i i it, it's something that i'm not sure i i spent enough time thinking through honestly uh nico collins because i have my fair share of tank dell as well but i i don't know it, it, the texans were a funky one that i want well, to go back they were seattle
0: they were seattle from last year right they were yep. They were the Seattle Seahawks from 2022. Yeah, I, I misspoke Nico's third year. Sorry, not a second year. Yeah, um, way to go. I know. The hate mail's coming in, Eric. Get ready for it. So it's just, it's these things. And I actually thought through this on the Mastiff stream and got Nico because of it. But I didn't implement it in other drafts, so you can be right about something and then just forget to implement it other places. You're trying, dude, you're trying to juggle so many balls in these tournaments. You're not going to, you're not going to hit everything. So, I mean, it is tough to, to make sure that you're looking out for next year though.
1: Yeah. Uh, just to wrap uh, this was a good question that I'm, I'm going to close with. Benjamin says I'm advancing uh, to Rakeem Jarrett teams, which Jesus you are in the right place. Uh, see the top of your screen where it says sicko that you're drafting uh, Ricky, Ricky Jarrett teams. Uh, uh, you are like me uh, when Parker Washington was having a big game. I'm like, I think I drafted him. I'm like, I, I, that's you watching Ricky Jarrett catch a touchdown. It was me <laughs> last, last night with Parker Washington. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I drafted him. And I go back and look and I one one Parker Washington, one Parker Washington team. And you bet your ass it is 400 points away from advancing. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. But shout out uh, to Parker Washington. Shout out Parker Washington. <laughs> uh, I, ma- I made it a point to draft some in season best ball this week on DraftKings Cause I was like, I can't have this Parker Washington smash and not make some money off of it. So we got three, we got 60 bucks worth of Parker Washington teams on DraftKings uh this week. So there we go. But, uh, to to this point are you excited benjamin asked are you excited about players like that where you're probably the only team advancing with them or do you consider them a blank spot like not sure how i should feel about that absolutely dude it's not the level of excitement for right like when you pull up a team and it's just like straight loaded with all the all you're, you're you're playing all the hits but it it's still a uh, it's still uh, my my wife is standing right here, like trying to tell me uh, she she's leaving Rob's probably telling, trying to tell me to shut the fuck up too. But uh, (laughs) this is, this is a a great kind of question to, to end with where it's like, is it as exciting as everything we talked about for the last hour in terms of, would you rather have a team full of Tyreek and right and uh, Kyron and Nico and Dak and all that? Of course, of course. But like the game doesn't work that way. When I scroll through all my hundreds of teams and I find some and I find Parker Washington or Raheem Jarrett and I'm like, it's better than it, it's better than having a fucking nobody or an injured player. It's better than having <laughs> seventh round Rashad. Would you rather have last round unowned Raheem Jarrett or seventh round Rashad Bateman? <laughs> like like yeah. I I would rather have your Rakeem Jarrett Rakeem Jarrett teams. And so um the um, tiny, like right micro edge, but this game is all micro edges. That's all we talk about here. Is how do we stack up these micro edges? And you, dude, you never know. Did did Justin Herzig think that KJ Hamler was going to be his his last round? KJ Hamler was gonna be the reason he won Best Ball Mamia One. No. Did Pat Corane think that Taekwond Thornton? Last round, Tyquan Thornton was going to be the reason that he won two million dollars. No, but guess what? It happened. It still happened. And that can be Raheem Jarrett. That can be Parker Washington or whatever. Trey Palmer. That that can be one of those guys. And so, absolutely, you should be excited about them. You know, you're not taking your clothes off and running around the neighborhood. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's no. not. Yeah, it's not to that no. level. But should you be excited? Yes, yes, you yeah, should be. Absolutely.
0: And anything, we, anything. We need, to, we need to find out who Felix's 20th round pick was when he won a million dollars because because you say that they didn't know, but Felix knew because he Felix probably had
1: everything. He had a fucking uh, magic eight ball that had literally every answer from the 2021 season or whatever or whatever it was. That guy just my God, he had like 80 percent cup and 80 percent Andrews and all the, the all, all the right, all the right guys. But uh, yes, I, I see you guys with JMO. We'll talk some more about JMO. Hopefully, we can get a little more uh JMO excited about him as well. If you have not checked it out, we do have to get out of here. If you have not checked it out, check out the playoff best ball almanac that we have on Spike Week. I just drafted uh, the first recorded stream, whatever you want to call it, uh in the gauntlet earlier today. That's live up on the site. Sweet. Uh fun, fun, fun team. We have team previews for every team that is even relevant, potentially making the playoffs. We have expert surveys, we have picks predictions rankings playoff odds everything you need for playoff best ball make sure to check that out and of course myself and rob will be back here next monday next tuesday getting you all ready for the for the fantasy playoffs all ready for the best ball playoffs uh i'm excited i'm very very excited hopefully we can hold on please god everyone carry carry me one more (laughs) let's we don't want to lose any teams we don't have sam howell this week let's make it one more week We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.
0: Peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on. We draft a team. Boom. You know about it. We have another spicy take. Boom. You know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.